Okay. All right. Welcome to the first episode of World of Freedom Podcast. We got a special guest, the uh, big brother and mentor to me, Mr. Renard Flowers. How you doing today? Hey, Julian, I'm doing great, man. Uh, thanks for having me, brother. Oh, yeah, no problem. You was definitely one of the first uh, people that I had to get up here, you know. Um, I used to do music in the, um, in the past, so, you know, the podcast is another creative thing that I was excited about you and starting with. So. Wow. Julian, man, tell us a little more about that music, <laughs> man. What, what you, you, you look like an R&B singer. Tell me. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, um, in terms of the music, um, so coming up, I had some friends. Um, we actually went to college together. And basically, he was a rapper and I was his manager. So basically, um, you know, doing that for a couple of years together, um, I started, you know, messing around with it, making some music too when I came here um, to Raleigh. So basically, yeah, so I did that for maybe two years. Um, I did one song um, with Mike Wonder's artist. You familiar with Mike Wonder? No. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I met him at an event um, out here, and we did a song together uh, about two years ago. So after that, um, I was really into real estate at the same time, so I was starting to get into that. Um, so I just decided to put more focus on that, and that's really where I wanted to go with it. So that's just, you know, a little history, you know, in regards to that with me. That's dope. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, tell the people that's going to be watching this, like, you know, who is Renoir Flowers? You know, how did you get your start? And, you know, to you know, how you got here at this point today. Okay. Um, you know, as of now, um, uh, you know, um, well, my name is Renoir Flowers. Um, things about me, um, how I got started, I. I'm a four-year uh, veteran of the Marine Corps. Um, you know, following uh, my service um, in the Marine Corps, um, you know, I um, went back to school. And um, the moment I got out, I, you know, went and uh, went to a, um, you know, a, a junior college, walked on there for the basketball team, and got a scholarship by this, you know, by the next semester. Um, then after, you know, after that, I went on to my, my next school, played uh, Division II uh, basketball for Newberry College in uh, South Carolina. That's uh, in between Columbia, South Carolina, and Spartanburg, um, South Carolina. Um, and, you know, I had a a buddy of mine uh, from the military, him and I had been together since um, since boot camp um, in 2003. And uh, he was uh, staying in Durham, North Carolina, because uh, him and his, um, you know, his now wife, um, they had moved up from Wilmington. He met her when we were in our last duty station in Jacksonville, North Carolina. And Jacksonville is, you know, right by Wilmington. And um, so he stayed in the area, uh, being though he, 
you know, his roots was from, you know, New York City and, you know, Florida, but, you know, love kept him in North Carolina. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So um, after I was getting, you know, grad, getting ready to graduate, um, I had different, you know, opportunities available to me. Um, none of them were appealing because of, um, you know, my experience in the military and things like that. I didn't see myself, I didn't see myself uh, going to, you know, be, uh, I guess, and, and there's nothing a knock on anyone who's, you know, has a nine to five or anything like that. I just didn't see it, you know, for my long term. And, you know, I had to keep myself uncomfortable. Uh, so I didn't allow myself to take jobs with, you know, Caterpillar. I did a I did a um, internship with Caterpillar my senior year and, you know, they offered me a job, um, you know, pretty good salary coming out um, doing mechanical engineering. Um, I turned that down. Um, you know, I had, I took different, you know, interviews and things like that. Social security administration turned that down. I did not want to be comfortable. So I took a job at play it again, sports, you know, working as a manager at play it again, sports. Yeah. I just used to, to work. Ju yeah. I actually used to work right beside play it again, sports, um, over there in, um, in Raleigh off of, uh, Paul the news road over there at the UPS oh, yeah. store. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, um, I took that job just because it was going to, you know, be something just to kind of pay my rent, you know, um, not, not get, you know, too comfortable. Um, at the time I was looking to get into, um, you know, so, you know, sports programs. Uh, I wanted to do, you know, player development, things like that. Um, and that was just one of my passions as well. So, you know, I ended up doing, you know, doing that with, I ended up taking another job with O2 Fitness as a trainer. Um, I like that. I like the business. It was kind of taking me down that path. Now, you know, in order for me not to get off in too much of a tangent, you know, I, um, I, I used to get dressed and, you know, go wait outside of, you know, um, uh, Cameron, Cameron Indoor, you know, for, <laughs> for coach K, I would go, I would go to UNC. I would go to UNC to the basketball office and I would email those guys probably twice a week and, um, you know, trying to use some of the connections that I had. And, you know, you start to realize that some of the people, the connections that you thought you had it, I don't think that they're really, you know, they might tell you that they're going to shoot a word to you for you, but they might not really be doing it right. Uh, yeah. yeah, like, like it's not like you know if I tell you to hey shoot me a good word for this job, it's not like you send me you know you blind copy me in that email, right? Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, so um, fast forward a little bit, I had I I started my own gym. I I ran my own gym called Renovate Fitness and Performance. Uh, in Durham for roughly about six years and um, right it, it, oddly enough right before 
um, the pandemic started in, you know, in, in 19. Um, so in 2019, end of 2019. So Black Friday had just happened. I did a Black Friday special for my clients and different things like that. And um, I had a dispute with the landlord. Um, and, you know, at, the, at that time, I had already been, you know, a year and a half into the real estate business and we had been doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, you came and met me at my gym, right? The first time, right? Right. Uh, yeah. So we were doing pretty well there. And I just kind of, you know, in the gym business is kind of cyclical sometimes. I mean, at least mine is. Uh, it, it comes and goes just like people's, you know, goals come and go, right? So right. they they go buy a new truck. Now they can't pay their membership. They do this, they do that, right? So no matter how much of a, I guess, a service that I was giving um, or how how much of my time or how much of you know, everything that I was giving, um, it didn't always, you know, show bear fruit, right? Basically. So I could, yeah. yeah. So it wouldn't be more so of a necessity, especially in a time of, of need, you know? Um, yeah. And time. yes. And of course, also, like, like I said, all, all my efforts didn't always bear fruit, right? Like I could, you know, work with a client for, you know, you know, I could give them everything, give them everything that I have, give them my best, excuse me, give them my best. And it wouldn't always, you know, uh, turn into results. And it's, that's an energy draining kind of thing because, you know, you're giving your all, you know, you're, you're giving everything. And then also you're giving your all to the business and it doesn't give you the type of, you know, um, result that you need financially as well. So, um, I had been doing real estate. We're doing well. I was holding on to this business because I didn't like, um, you know, I, I kind of took it as I'm failing. If I didn't, you know, if I didn't make this work, or if I didn't figure it out, I invested in, you know, business coaches, different, you know, all types of stuff I invested in, you know, and I'm never afraid of that, but it just didn't turn out for me. So I said, you know what, it's time to, you know, pack this up. And I'll revisit this. I'm going to give my all to real estate right now. And like I said, that was in, you know, December at this time of 19. And boy, did I, you know, the Lord just kind of looked out for me because he, um, you know, obviously the pandemic happened and, uh, you know, and, you know, gyms were really hurting. Um, so I kind of got out right, right before. So that's um, awesome. That's awesome. awesome. So what was it about real estate? You know, because, you know, I know you talked about, you know, you being, you know, in the the exercise type industry, you know, the sports industry. So what was it about real estate where you first decided, hey, I'm going to give this a shot? I mean, I always say, obviously, we're wholesalers, uh, you know, we're in real estate, but think about it, you know, who are some of your buyers, right? Some of your buyers are the doctors, the the engineers, um, you know, all of these things, these are, these are your buyers, 
So even though a person goes and gets a high paying job as a doctor, an engineer, they still run to real estate, right? Mm -hmm. They still try and buy rental properties. So, you know, I, I always knew that real estate was my thing, you know, something that I was interested in because there's only two channels that I watch more back as back then is, is ESPN and HGTV, you know? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like, you know, that's, that was my guilty pleasure, man. Just watching, you know, flip or flop all night and, you know, just different stuff like that. You know, uh, what beach bargain hunters, I didn't care what it was. I just like, you know, listening and seeing, you know, the transformations and different things like that. So, yeah, that's yeah. what got me into it. Um, but once I, I, I mean, I can tell you a little bit about that, um, where my wife, um, she started working for our church, which is a pretty big church. Well, our former church um, here in Durham and um, her, her boss there, there was, um, you know, who was legal counsel uh, for the church. Um, he also had his real estate license. So I, I already knew that. So I started talking to him. I said, hey, is it worth it to get a real estate license? I'm always hearing, you know, conflicting things about get a license to not get a license. You know, I've been to, you know, a, a rich dad, poor dad seminar at a hotel. And, you know, then they told you a little bit about wholesale. And then they're trying to, you know, sell you a program for $50,000 and, you know, different things like that. So he, he told me, Hey man, uh, yeah, real estate agents are, you know, are good, but he's like, you might need to check this out. And he, he told me about a book. Um, it was Antonio Edwards, uh, book. Uh, so I picked up Antonio Edwards book, read it. Obviously it talked a lot about wholesale and then Antonio Edwards book led me to searching online. And then we all know how, you know, YouTube university goes, you know, I'm, you know, one of your mentors, uh, Jamil Gibbs, you know, I actually ended up because of the Virginia, I guess, well, the connection between him and him and and, and Antonio Edwards, um, I ended up, you know, getting some of his his content, um, you know, clever investor you know I started watching all of that stuff um just everything and then I decided okay I've learned enough it's time to take action yeah you know so so at that moment you know when you were getting ready to take action was it a a easy process for you or because it's more so a mental hurdle right than you know anything physical Mm -hmm. So how was that in terms of, okay, it's time to get out here and make it happen? You know, when it comes to the, um, the, the, I guess the mental hurdle and, you know, was it an easy process? Yes, because of, I mean, my personality, right? Like, I just told you, I'm the type of guy who just didn't want to be comfortable, right? And you know, I could have taken a, you know, high paying job, you know, like I'm just, I'm a risk taker. Right? right. So getting ready to take that risk and betting on myself wasn't, you know, wasn't too hard for me. 
um, especially after I felt that I had grasped enough of the information to do a deal. You know, I, I felt that I knew enough. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we can get into, you know, how the first deal unfolded, you know, when you're ready to discuss that as well. Yeah, sure. Let's get into that. So, you know, what was the the process in terms of completing your first deal? <laughs> okay. So first thing that, um, you know, all of these courses and different things tell you is to start to, you know, tell people, that you're in real estate, right? right. That you're, that you, you know, that you're, you know, per- looking for real estate to purchase. Um, so I'm, I'm in, I'm in my gym. It was, uh, you know, one of the morning sessions and, you know, one of the clients, she was um, lagging behind a little bit. And I said, well, yeah, I gotta, you know, something just told me to just be like, yeah, gotta go, uh, you know, I got to go run to the courthouse today and go check out it and see if I can find some properties to, you know, to purchase, you know, things like that, you know, from the courthouse. And I kind of just laid that out there that I'm doing. Real, oh, you're doing real estate. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she said, well, I got a friend of mine who, um, you know, she has a house and, um, you know, it seems like it's in pretty bad shape. She doesn't even live in it. Um and so I said, well, you know, put me in contact with her. So she gave me, she got, put me in contact with her, gave me the phone number. And my client had already told me that the lady is a little embarrassed about the condition of the property, the way that she let the property get the condition of it. Um, and, you know, I told my, my business partner now, I said, hey, Harain, um, he had a job. He had a great job. He's a he's in um, like soft, you know, something computers, right? That's what he was in, right? And um, making good money. I think he was working for INE, which is you know, um, nice company to work for. So um, I said, meet me here after work. You know, I got a meeting with this this um, person. I'm gonna get her prop buyer property, and I was telling him how wholesaling worked, and he said man, that's illegal. That's a scam. That's what he told me. So we met there. We, we met there and, um, the lady never showed up. Right. Wow. So it was, it was very deflating, you know, because I felt like I had just taken action and, um, it was, you know, going to take off. Right. But also at the same time, during this time, I had also, you know, had business coaches for the gym. So this, this deal just, you know, went to the wayside and so did real estate while the gym was, you know, in its, in its up phase, right? Like I told you, it's very cyclical, right? Right. So I was in a, I was in an up phase on, you know, uh, on the gym at this time. So that was a time for me and I really wasn't focusing on, you know, trying to create another out, you know, another side hustle when it was in its down cycle at that point, that was when I started digging into real estate because I'm like, man, I need something different, you know? Um, So during the up phase that pretty much took a whole year before I circled back and my, my partner, he, he showed up and he said uh, he showed up at my house on a Saturday 
he said, man, um, you know, we're going to start that business up that we we're talking about. And um, I said, yeah, man, let's let's do it. Let's do it. I said, we're going to start it back up. We're going to start it up. So I said, all right. So so what changed with him? Because I know you said initially he was doubtful. You know, he didn't believe in wholesaling. So what changed with him from that to now saying, hey, are we still going to you know, do this business idea? Well, you know, in that even in that time of that year, you know, I had been sharing with him, you know, some of the, you know, the links right to certain things if i'm watching videos or if i'm following somebody on instagram or whatever it may be i'm sharing it with them right and then you know around this time max maxwell had started coming on the scene right and he was dropping tons of tons of content so i'm sh sharing it to him my partner's jamaican you know too so he you know i guess max resonated with him a little bit i don't know but he started to think like, oh, well, I guess this is real. And like I said, he, he, he came to me on that Saturday, him and his wife were just over in the area by my house. And um, he's like, we're going to do this. I said, yeah, I said, let's do it. Um, and basically we split the money right there that day to go ahead and get the, you know, get the LLC. I, I told him everything we needed. I said, we need to get the LLC. Yeah, we need to get a carrot. We need to get a carrot site so people can, you know, feel that we're um, credible. We need to get call real, you know, so we can, um, you know, have a phone number. And, and that was pretty much it that we started off with carrot, you know, um, a phone, you know, call real for phone numbers right. um, and, you know, start the LLC. Right. So he's just like just tell me what that price is like i said he was he was making money right? right just tell me what it is you know we'll split it up um so i said all right i'm gonna go to the courthouse on monday as well so i go to the courthouse to pick get uh pre-foreclosures and probates like i'm taught to uh because that was what max maxwell was saying at the time i went there and the first uh the first pre-foreclosure that was posted that I was ready to take a picture of was the seller who I had went to her house that was referred to me by my client and she never showed up so I thought that being confirmation from God a whole year later that the lady who I tried to get my first contract on who ghosted me and didn't show up to the appointment yeah. the first day that the first day that I go to um you know start taking action again yeah her her name is the first one there so i don't even think i got the rest of i don't even think i got the rest of the stuff while i was there i just think that day i just said hey um i called her up i said hey um you know i was actually in the courthouse and you know i seen that you may be you know headed towards uh foreclosure on this property and she was like, yeah, yeah, it's going, it's like, you know, like next week, the, the foreclosure was like next Thursday, something like that, right? Yeah. This is on a Monday, so this had to happen fast, right? Right. So, um, so I said, okay, hey, let's meet. I said, let's meet today. When, where, where can we meet? Can we meet at a Panera Bread somewhere or, you know, whatever, a Starbucks? She said, let's meet at the Panera Bread in South Point Mall. I said, okay, let's do it. 
met at the Panera, based off of all the information that she gave me, I gave her an offer that was going to help her avoid that foreclosure, right? right? Get the contract signed, send it to the attorney. The attorney comes back and lets me know that there's more liens against this property than just that. So now I had to, I guess, raise my purchase price up by 15000 and I'm still not sure that I'm going to be able to sell it, right? I, I just, all I know is I have a contract. I'm calling people, I'm calling signs out, for, you know, I'm just calling every, you know, um, we buy houses sign, you know, talking to people like, hey, look, man, I'm a, um, an investor in the area as well. You know, just want to connect with you, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, then I, I, I also was kind of fearful that somebody was going to try and snake my deal too, because it was my first one. So once I was kind of letting, figuring out that they were wholesalers too, I didn't, I didn't trust them to, you know, JV a deal. Right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we ended up getting the contract. Like I said, then, um, I just said, all right, got a contract and I just was calling, I was going around calling people and, um, a dumpster shows up right at the end of the the road somebody's doing a flip on the end of the road so i look it up on land glide and i see that it was uh a a very big buyer uh here uh in in uh durham um now that now he's like one of the you know he's (laughs) he's a top buyer here in the area right and i i searched him called him up and He's like, yeah, man, that, that sounds good. He's like, yeah, I like that. I like it. I want it. And um, there was another guy who I called off a sign and he said, I'll be there. You know, he said, I'll be there um, because by the time, like I said, by the time I got the other contract re-signed and things like that, it, it's Friday right now, bro. So Monday, I got the other contract signed, get the information back. I had to meet back up with her to get the new one signed and then now I have a contract and it's Friday right? right so now the the foreclosure is next Thursday so now it's Friday like I said the the big buyer he says yeah he he likes it he just needs to go by and see it right mm-hmm. and I said well you know the seller is not letting hasn't let me in there yet so let me get with you we'll probably go by there tomorrow morning you know because we're going to go Saturday uh, Cause she told me she was gonna, you know, leave it open for me that morning. I called this other buyer. He's like, man, I'm out of town. I gotta, you know, I'll be there tomorrow morning. Well, this other buyer who has the flip at the end, he said, man, I looked through the windows in the back door. He's like, yes, I'll take it. You know, <laughs> and, you know, he, he, he looked, yeah, he looked through the windows and everything, man. And he's just like, man, I'll, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. So that was the first deal. Um, I believe we we were at like seventy four thousand dollars on that uh, on, on the contract, and you know I think we tried to sell. I think we sold it to him for like ninety. Uh, well, yeah, for like ninety thousand. You know, so we made like sixteen thousand on the first deal. Wow, that's you know, huge. yeah, that's huge. and yeah. So it was like, wow, this is this is for real. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, and we got that done. We helped her avoid that foreclosure. Um, and that was, you know, so that was the, the kind of, you know, proof in the pudding kind of moment for me. And then, 
you know, after that. And it was just all in from there. All in from there. Yeah, all in. Wow. I mean, that's amazing, you know. Um, Yeah, so, you know, going forward, what are your long-term goals, you know? Um, and not even just with real estate, you know, your long, your long-term goals, you know, personally as well. Excuse me. Um, you know, personally, and um, I guess real estate related as well. Um, I got into this business, and you know, it seems like it seems very cliche nowadays, and. Um, so it's such a buzzword and it's such, it's so popular right now, but, and I'm glad that it is, it is such a, you know, a popular topic, uh, especially amongst us, you know, uh, African-Americans and that's, you know, creating, you know, uh, generational wealth. Um, and the reason why that, I mean, that's important to me. I have a five-year-old son and, you know, a two-year-old daughter. Um, and obviously my wife, um, you know, we've been married eight years and, um, it is very important to, you know, to me to start creating something, start creating some, you know, something that is, you know, sustainable, something that can carry on and, and go beyond me, put my kids in a better situation after I'm gone. Right. You know, because, you know, the moment we're born, right. Like we're moving towards you know, towards death, right? And as you start to get older and start to get, gain more wisdom, you start to realize that, you know, it's not really about, it's not really about, um, you, you got to make everything mean something in between there, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, tr just try and, you know, gain, like, you're either going to gain enough knowledge that you can pass on to your kids. Uh, you know, my parents, uh, they, they, you know, tried to be, I'm pretty sure millionaires too. Right. Yeah. Uh, they were very, you know, you know, entrepreneurial. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of, that kind of bled into me. Right. So that often doesn't, you know, um, you know, doesn't resonate. Right. I, I even started a, you know, a brand called 88 mind state. Right. Um, oh. and yeah, so I, um, you know, really haven't been, you know, obviously showing, showing that a lot of, in, uh, uh, you know, a lot of attention right now, but, you know, you can go to 88mindstate.com as well and get you a shirt though. Um, okay. But what 88 Mind State is, is, you know, 88% um, of, you know, the, the millionaires, right, um, that made it, they're, um, you know, they were, uh, um, you know, self-made, right? Sure. They didn't have, you know, they didn't have, um, you know, a trust fund or, you know, anything to, um, you know, put, take them on their, on their way to stardom, right? But yeah, that, that's great to be the first, right? To be the 88, uh, you need to wake up every day and hope to be the 88 if you are the first millionaire in your family, right? right. But then it's not only about be, being the 88, it's also about making sure that your children are a part of the 12% that, that inherit wealth, 
Yeah. You get what I mean? Like I want, like yes, it's it's if you're not a millionaire and you didn't grow up a millionaire, and I want you to hustle every day to be the 88, right? Be it be the first self-made millionaire in your family. Um, uh, excuse me. All right. So, yes. Yeah, so, you know, being being 88. Um, sorry about that. See, oh, you're good. <laughs> uh, e e even as you know, even as uh, we're sitting here talking, you know, you got kids, uh, you know, and that's what we're talking about. Right. But, oh, yeah. you know, e either either way, um, like I said, being 88, man, that's big. That's my biggest thing, man. Becoming that 88 and making sure that, um, you know, I. I have something to to pass my kids on when I'm, you know, when I'm going from here, right? Um, so that's that's my goals. Um, I want, you know, tons of rentals, tons of, you know, Airbnbs, um, you know, different, you know, different things like that, and just live a very free life um, from real estate and my other ventures. That's awesome because you know I truly feel the same way. I feel like we should all be chasing freedom. You know, and that's what my whole brand represents, you know. Um, and I mean, you know, wholesaling and things like that is very nice. You know, you can you can get out of it, you know, that with the efforts that you put into it, you know. But at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, that long term, you know, passive play, you know. And, you know, I feel like, you know, when we go into it with that long term mindset, you know, it's it's not only better for us, but most importantly for our family in the long run as well. Right. Yeah, I agree. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, so how would you evaluate, you know, this economy right now? And, you know, not even just the economy, but, you know, the real estate market right now, you know? being in this profession, how would you evaluate it at this time? I mean, that's, I mean, that's a good question. Um, I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not as smart as you may think I am, right, in the sense, right, and I don't, I don't, um, I don't, you know, pretend to be, right, um, and I follow just enough, right, and yeah. What I also know is, is if you have a skill, right, in any, if you know how to get money in any, you know how to hustle in any kind of market, any kind of, you know, <laughs> any, anywhere, like if you just know how to hustle, if you know how to, you know, if you have a skill, right, you're, you're gaining a skill um, by, you know, having an acquisitions company, right? You are, you know, at the genesis of, you know, um, every deal, right? Yeah. Um, you, once you learn that skill, there's nothing that can be taken, that, that's something that can't be taken away. Yeah. So if the economy takes any type of dip and it goes either direction, um, I still feel that, you know, I still will have a skill that could help me you know, get a rental, get, 
anything, right? If I have to take a job, I'm only taking a job just to get capital and use that capital to then get in, use my real estate knowledge to then get more real estate. Or so the economy to me and following up on that is sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just, you need to, you know, guard your energy, right? Because it's nothing that you can do about it. There's nothing that you personally can do about it. So why even rack your brain about like, when is the recession coming or when is this coming? Just continue to hone your skills, um, you know, continue to, you know, be, um, what do you call it? Smart with your, you know, investment decisions and, and things like that. And that, that's all you can do, right? Control the controllable. Yeah. And I agree with what you were just saying, like, you know, being an entrepreneur, like once you, you know, you obtain those skills, you know, it's hard to, to go back, you know, it's hard to go back, you know, to a nine to five or it's just, you've like awakened something inside of you, you know, that, you know, it, it teaches you how to, how to basically go fish, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's great. Um, so, you know, one other thing, you know, for the people um, before we go today, um, what would you say, you know, the marketing strategies for you that you feel like have been working best for you? Um, man, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, I'm a big fan and mostly of cold calling. Um, and that at times has, that, that has not always been just by, um, you know, by choice, right? Because there's other, other tactics that are, you know, yield a, a higher return. Um, but they also cost more, right? right. So, I've, you know, I've used cold call heavily since I started the business. You know, I started out cold calling myself, me and my partner. Uh, we quickly, you know, got ourselves a virtual assistant uh, from the Philippines. Um, and, you know, we now have, what, you know, five virtual employees, you know, two, two in um, two in Jamaica and uh, three in the Philippines. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, uh, cold call is, cold call is really what, you know, gives you that best bang for your buck is, is cheaper. Um, you know, and you can, you know, just grind it out, hitting those phones. Yeah. Especially if you're just starting out, you know, like you said, that's one of the, the cheapest methods that in SMS, you know, so, uh, SMS too. You know, I, I I did use SMS a lot, and then you know I kind of got scared away from that with all of the the new regulations that were coming out, and you know I felt that you know being risk averse and I didn't want to get fined and all of these different things. But you got to ask yourself, man, like what's the fine really going to be? It's going to be what five thousand dollars, maybe, or you know twenty five hundred dollars, and it made me nervous, I could, though, but I, I could get a two, two, you know, two $15,000 deals out of this one text campaign. I'm good for whatever fine comes with it, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. 
Um, you know, I am not a lawyer, so please do not take this as legal advice. <laughs> <laughs> but hearing the Antonio Edwards story, um, he was basically talking about how, you know, this is a guy who basically preys on all, you know, investors and wholesalers that contact him. This is in Virginia. And basically the guy was suing him. I think it was like 8,000, I believe. So, yeah. Now, now there, now, now, so there's a difference there that we all have to, you know, let's educate the, the audience on there. You know, you can scrub your list against litigators, known litigators. So I do, I do not take that risk. If there's a known litigator, then I will scrub it against a known litigator. That means that somebody's taken people to court before. So, yeah, that's um, I'm so, just learning right yeah, now, you know, correct. Yeah, you need to scrub your list against the litigators, uh, the, the litigator list. But yeah, so I would definitely not take that risk because, yes, there are people who just, you know, have a letter ready to send. So when <laughs> somebody, you know, somebody texts them without having an opt in, they just send it. Hey, you know, we can settle out of court for five thousand dollars. You know, they scare the person, the person often you know, relents and sends the money and, you know, that person, you know, makes a living off of that. Yeah, basically, you're right. So yeah. it makes you want to do it, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it makes you think twice about adding in another stream. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, before we wrap up today, um, where can the people follow you on social media? Uh, and then also, you know, what other plans do you have in terms of you know branding and everything like that going forward um you know people can follow me um on um ig and it's uh renard r-e-n-a-r-d l flowers um so renard l flowers um so you can find me there and then you can find me on um Facebook and Renard Flowers. Um, you know, I haven't started doing any TikTok dances or anything yet. So, you know, no, no, I have no gimmicks yeah, yet. I, yeah, no gimmicks yet. But, you know, when it comes to the branding, when you said the branding, man, I, I definitely feel like I, you know, I want to get out there a little more um, and, you know, really brand myself a, a little bit and, you know, make sure that um, much like our relationship, how it, how it grew and where it came from, yeah. it was just, it was just really just like, you know, me trying to take somebody who hadn't done a deal, who, you know, was trying to, you know, get out of their nine to five. And, yeah. you know, I was trying to push you. I remember, you know, I don't know if you want to kind of go into that story and things like that but that was you know that's all I really want to do in a sense is like because I've I've had certain issues with you know branding myself at this moment but we all have to understand like when it comes we get caught up in this who's an influencer how many followers does that person have to have uh things like that but when I tell somebody that I'm in real estate, right, there they have questions, right? Yeah. And so at that point, I'm an influencer to that person because I know more about real estate than where they are because they're at zero deals and I'm at, you know, 
the amount of deals that I've done, right? right. Um, they, they have zero real estate experience. They have never talked to a seller and I have talked to thousands of sellers, you know? So when, when that happens, you have to realize that, hey, I'm not an imposter. You know, I can help this person, you know, who's in my circle of influence at this moment. I can help them get from where they are, at least to where I am. Yeah. Right. And even sometimes, you know, Phil Jackson, right. He couldn't play basketball, but he could help. You know, I mean, he he I mean, he could play basketball, but he wasn't a great, you know, like a, you know, a great basketball player. Yeah. But he can help. He can help you know, people who have the right, the right amount of talent, the right amount of, you know, uh, drive to get better, right. To become champions, to become greats, you know? So, um, that's, that was one of the things, you know, like I seen in you, you know, um, you were working and I was like, well, he had already locked, you know, you had already locked in a few deals and we were trying to work them. They were a little further out. It, it was harder for even me to dispo it at that time, you know, um, because of it. Right. Yeah. But you kept bringing another one. You had a whole list of things and we, you know, you went and do some driving for dollars, but then you got to learn a lesson that just because you drive for dollars for 20 properties, right. That's not enough. It's a numbers yeah. game. You know, like you thought that 20 list, that 20 properties was a lot yeah. of properties. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to get a deal from that. And you quickly understand that, you know, it's, it's not like that. It doesn't really go like that, but, um, you know, you stuck it out and here you are today, you know, full-time in real estate, very proud of that. And, you know, um, yeah. I appreciate it. You know, yeah, definitely. So, you know, just a little backstory, you know, for everyone listening, you know, on our relationship. So, yeah, basically, you know, I remember, you know, how I met Renard um, was through, some woman she came to my job because I was working at the UPS store at the time and somehow you know I was telling her about you know me looking to get into real estate and then she was like you know she was doing some wholesaling and she was like hey you should check out this guy that I know he's doing pretty well his name is Renard Flowers and at the time I'm just a little younger you know I'm still just hungry so I'm like okay um, you know, can I get his contact information? I called you the same day. I believe it was my lunch break. I called you, you know, never met you a day in my life, you know, just had a conversation with you, a quick conversation. And I was eager, you know, to schedule a time to come up there to Durham, you know, and uh, meet you at your office because you had the gym at that time. Um, you know, when I just came there and you just, you know, talked to me about those things like, you know, hey, you know, you're trying to get a deal, but you're only calling 20 people, right? Or at the time I was driving for dollars heavy, you know, because that was all I could really afford to do at the time. You know, I didn't really have much time to cold call as well. So you're like, hey, you just need to get X amount in here and this is gonna increase your chances, you know? And over time, my IQ for, you know, sales and marketing and things like that have increased so I understand you know, the law of, of numbers and averages, you know. Um, so, yeah. So after that, you know, um, I remember bringing you this, this uh, what I thought was a deal. I had my first appointment. It was um, in Nightdale. And, 
you were supposed to go out there with me, but you were busy at that time. <laughs> and working, um, working, working, working the gym. Working. You know, my yeah. my my trainer and see that was the thing. My trainer had, you know, um, canceled on me, so now I got to run to the gym instead of handling this business. So, but go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, you're good. So yeah. Um, so anyways, I go out there with the guy, and he wants you know X. And I remember what you told me. You were like, okay, I need to stay around this number. Um, so, yeah, he was just adamant. He wouldn't budge. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's when I told you. I was excited just to have my first appointment at that time because I had been driving all around Wake County, you know, just driving for dollars. So um, that didn't work out. So, you know, in that meantime, you know, I was still heavy on YouTube University, just watching a lot of content. Um, and then basically, um, you know, still juggling a job and like, you know, just trying to make ends meet, you know, to be completely honest, you know. Um, so basically, I end up applying. I got another job. I left UPS. Um, literally, you know, things didn't work out at that job. Um, I got fired at that time. And basically, I was like, you know what? I said I was going to do this real estate thing, so let me go back to it. And when I go back to it, let me change my approach, you know, because I had a lot, you know, weighing on me at that time and having a family and things like that or a growing family, shall I say. Um, so, yeah, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to change my approach, change, you know, some things that I'm doing marketing-wise and go back at it. And um, the first deal we did, was basically it was in Sanford, North Carolina, because um, my girlfriend at the time, that's where she's from. And she was like, hey, you know, um, you know, let's try this area. It was just a random, you know, pick. So mm -hmm. it was a land. It was actually a land deal um, and it had a mobile home up there, but it was a missing title to the mobile mobile home. Um, so basically, you know, we called the guy. He's like, yeah, I'm interested in selling. So he wanted, you know, I think it was maybe 25. We talked him down to 20, got it under contract. Um, and right around the same time we had actually gotten in contract, that's when I had got fired from my job like a week after. So I was mm. like, oh, crap, what am I going to do? Um, then I remember, oh, yeah, we do have a contract. So that gave me hope. That helped keep my spirits alive, you know, at that time. Um, and then basically, yeah, um, you know, we got it under contract and then basically we were like, okay, so what do we do next, right? Having never done this before and we just listed it on Marketplace and then next thing you know, we just had a lot of people inboxing us. I was like, wow, you know, and we ended up finding, you know, uh, an end buyer and they paid 27 for it. So we made seven grand on that one. I was like, wow, you know, nice proof of concept, you know, and sometimes a lot right. of it taught me too is just because things don't work out the first time around doesn't mean you shouldn't come back to it, you know, pray about it, think about it and change your approach. And who knows what might happen, you know? Mm -hmm. So I yeah. was really at that point where I'm just like, I got to do this. Like, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. It was a dream. You know, you talked about with your family, too, that entrepreneurial spirit. You know, it was, it was the same for me. 
and my family. So I'm just like, you know what? I, I just got to do it, you know? And just changing that approach uh, made a huge difference. And then after that, um, you know, we closed that first deal. You know, I just kept hustling, like literally hustling, still working. I had, you know, got my old job back and I was just still hustling, you know? Um, and, and then, yeah, and then eventually I just, it really just took a leap of faith, man, and left. And I can't say after I left my job the second time that there was still adversities that I wasn't facing. But it's like you said, it's like once you bring out a certain um, energy, once you evoke a certain skill, it's like, okay, it's hard to kind of go back, you know? So yeah. by the grace of God, you know, we're still here, you know, and you know, you introduced me, you know, to, you know, your connections as well, you know, back in law, you know, they're pretty great, you know, um, and things like that. So I'm, I'm truly appreciate, appreciative, excuse me, of people like you, um, you know, and, and basically, you know, I'm just thankful just to be here, honestly. Um, and, you know, I've met other people along the way, you know, because I learned it's important to invest as well, you know, invest in, yeah. in what you're doing. So just you know, steady looking to expand my network. And that's basically how we got here. Man, it, you know, if everyone knew the power, if, if everyone knew the power of this, you know, this real estate or, you know, or just knows the power of being in that, that, uh, you know, I, I read the book uh, by um, Damon John is the, the, the power of broke, right? the power of broke is basically what just led me and you to this business. Right. Yeah. It's like you, you're sitting around and you're just like, man, I need to do something. What can I do? You know, I'm, I'm thinking like, man, you know, man, do I go back and, you know, try and get a job here? Because, but at this point I've been, you know, like now I'm not just out of high school. I mean, out of college any longer, you know, now I'm like, you know, oh, your only experience, oh, you worked the last, why, why did you do that, right, so now it's like, there isn't, there is no going back almost, because you've kind of burned your bridges, because you only have, you know, at that point, I only had, like, you know, retail experience, I had been working there for, like, two years, Same. you know, and, and also trying to get my gym, then I got my gym off the ground, and then, you know, after that, okay, so now you've been a gym owner for this amount of time, you know, how do you go back? And I'm like, oh man, do I go, go work at the, um, the gas station or, you know, at nights or what do I do? And I'm like, no, that's not happening. (laughs) And I turned that, I turned that down. Like, you know, I didn't, I was like, nah. And what you start to realize is, and I don't know if this is even the reason why you kind of got, you know, let go from the job, but you start to realize, man, it's like, you start, focusing on that like you watching youtube videos while you're supposed to be working you know um i'm you i i quickly and that was the thing why i had to go ahead and shut down the gym is because man i started like i said i put so much into it and i would be burning it you know burning a candle on both ends like they say and i just realized man i don't got enough energy to give both you know and I do not want to, I do not want to shortchange anybody, you know, who has paid me for a service, you know? Um, so I'm still going to give my all here, 
but this is not paying me what I needed to pay me. So let me go where, you know, let me go where my, you know, where my efforts are, you know, multiplied times 10, you know, I, I would be inside of a session and I miss a call. And man, I'm just thinking, boy, that could be a $10,000 call. Cause I'm, yeah. you know, I'm sending, I'm sending RVMs out at that time, ringless voicemails. If everybody doesn't know, I'm sending RVMs out and I'm getting calls back and I'm just like, man, uh, you know, yeah. tell some, I go tell some, yeah, yeah. 10 reps right there. And then I try and run and call and say, Hey, look, I'm um, blah, blah, blah. And I would, I would let them know. I said, Hey, you know, I'm also a gym owner uh, as well. I own a gym and, you know, I'm, I look into, you know, buying uh, real estate for myself on the side here. Um, do you mind if I give you a call back after that? And so that kind of, I felt that helped me in a sense where they're like, Oh, you own a gym? as well okay you know where they felt that they were already dealing with a business owner and you know small business owner at that I, I wasn't a, a big guy like you know one of the some of the big investors that were coming around but yeah yeah well, that's awesome that's awesome well yeah Renard you know again I appreciate you you know being a guest up here today you know um, your story is definitely very impactful you know, and yeah, to anybody listening to this, it's just all about, you know, shifting your mindset, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're the only people that's stopping ourselves, you know, so yeah, y'all be on the lookout. Yeah, you go and if you don't, and if you don't mind, I know you can close out a little bit after because, I mean, we, we were, uh, you and I have been talking recently about collaboration and different things like that. If anybody out here is listening, right, and you need to connect, and just like I just said, where where Julian is right now is uh, is in a different position than you are, right? I'm in a different position than Julian. There's people who I'm, you know, who are my mentors who are in different position, right? Reach out and don't think that it's competition. You know, if I would have reached out to the, those those first, um, you know, yes, I did get it done by myself. But what would that would have cost me if I was unable to get that first deal done because I did not want a JV with somebody who was telling me, oh, yeah, it's you can get this a deal. You know, what would that would have cost me? Right. I probably I wouldn't have got I wouldn't have been sixteen thousand dollars richer. And also, I probably would, could have been deflated by the the loss of that deal again and you know who knows where that would have set me off into right yeah but you know collaborate you know let's let's collaborate let's find ways that we can all help each other get get bigger and better um because you know now julian is in a place from you know a few conversations that didn't cost him a dollar you know and you know also what julian would the moment I, Julian is a, is a notary, I said, hey, hey, Julian, can you notarize these things? Can he notarize the papers for my my house and, you know, <laughs> different yeah. things like that is. Yeah. Uh, so it's like you can use people for several different reasons and you connect and you, you add them to your network and you keep them top of mind. So, you know, always be, you know, open to connecting with people on that level and collaborating and you know, and that's what I'm happiest, you know, with right now is that, you know, you and I connected and it was, you know, it was a, 
a peer, a, a, a mentor to, you know, uh, kind of level. And now you're yeah. becoming a peer, you know, uh, yeah. because you're you're in the game full time. You know, being a peer does not mean that you can't still not, you know, not bounce things off of each other and learn from each other at that time. You know, most definitely. So that's how definitely. I feel. So, you know, and we're and we're definitely going to collaborate and do the things that we talked about as well, you know, on the phone yesterday you know um so yeah you know if you're listening exactly what he's saying you know it's about collaboration over competition you know because the only way we all want to rise is if we, we work together you know um and you know a lot of the the free game information that you shared you know with me and up here as well you know um i'm definitely looking to give that back as well, you know, because, you know, your true blessings truly do come from giving, you know. Um, so, yeah, anybody listening, that's that's a universal principle right there, you know. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I want this to be something as well where people can, can log in. It doesn't matter who listening, even if it's two or three or five people, you know, where you can feel like you can take some information from this and, and really uh, apply it, you know, to your life. You know, so again, you know, um, yeah, appreciate that. All right, Julian, once again, man, thanks for having me, man. And, um, you know, I'd love to come back again, you know, um, and we can break down and get a little deeper into it, man. But uh, thank you for having me, man, and much, uh, much uh, you know, I guess blessings and luck and, you know, prayers are come, going with you. So for the success of your podcast as it's launching going forward. OK. Oh, yeah. Appreciate that, man. We definitely got to link up too, man. We got to. Oh, yeah. Up in person, too. You know, I know you I think we'll go to that event, man. Like you, as soon as you send me that link, man, we'll go to that event with uh in, in Charlotte. Cool. I'm down. Cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they come to Raleigh, too, um, in a couple months as well. So that's that's dope. So, yeah. All right. Again, appreciate your time and you have a, a blessed evening. All right, man, you too.